and maybe father it would be helpful just to go into some of the some of the things that people would experience that is different from an ordinary sunday mass um, should they attend holy thursday good friday and the easter vigil what are some of the unique features of each of these liturgies yeah so holy thursday uh we we first of all uh we empty the tabernacle before mass begins so all of a sudden you see who's on autopilot, which in- includes me some of the time. <laughs> you you want to walk in the church and immediately genuflect. And you go, oh, wait a minute. The tabernacle veil is, is peeled back. There's Jesus isn't there. You know, so I need to shift gears. Okay, what do I do if I don't genuflect? Okay, I bow. I bow because the, the Eucharist is not present. So I bow, uh, you know, but, but again, that's a jarring thing, but we're about to celebrate the mass of the Lord's supper, remembering the gift of the Holy Eucharist. Uh, so we start by not taking that gift, uh, for granted, uh, by, by actually having the Eucharist already removed. We, we also have at that, at that mass, the beautiful washing of the feet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that is a remembrance of, of what Christ himself did. And, and there is a great tie you know, this mystery of God's love for us that's been given to us in the Eucharist, we're meant to carry that love out into the world. You know, this, this mystery of Christ who came as a servant, right. we're called to be not just his servants, but to be uh, of service to one another as well. So all of these, these things, they, they, they draw their, their richness of meaning uh, from this uh, and then again, we talked about at the end of the of the Holy Thursday liturgy, this Eucharistic procession, uh, where we then end up at an altar that often has been beautifully decorated uh, as a remembrance of of the Lord's agony in the Garden of Gethsemane, and that that we have that invitation to keep Him company there. You know, I think of that often too throughout the year because we have a perpetual adoration chapel here. You know, uh, so that that question, the Lord, can you not? spend one hour with me. You know, that's a question for us. Can't I take an hour out of my week, not just Holy Week, but but every week uh, to, to spend with the Lord? Sometimes we get into seeing prayer as a chore, as a burden. I got to do this. I have this. Oh, well, I guess I really should do that. Instead of nobody ever makes me spend time with my best friend. You know, that's not an obligation. That's not a burden. That's not something I have to be coerced to do. Do we see that at the Last Supper, Jesus says, I call you my friends? And do we see prayer as, an, as a response to Jesus' invitation to deepen friendship with him? Uh, come and spend time with the Lord. You know, sometimes we see God as a vending machine. I pray when I need something. I want this and that and the other. Instead of just, let me delight in being with the Lord. Again, not that I'm going to get warm and fuzzy feelings every time I go to pray. But, but again, if we meditate on Holy Thursday, maybe we reevaluate our entire prayer life that way. Mm-hmm. And then Good Friday, of course, we, we have the Passion. And maybe go, oh, I already heard the Passion on Palm Sunday. Do I have to listen to it again? Uh, no, you know, the, the Passion is all about the fact that God's love for us has no limit. And how, I mean, do you really get tired of someone saying that they love you? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think we usually like being told uh, that we're loved. Yeah. And, and that's what the repetition of the passion is. It's the depth of God's love for us. 
right? Uh, it's God's response to our lack of love uh, is is an, an outpouring of love without limit. Uh, and so to go through that passion, and then what always brings me to tears is the veneration of the cross. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and as a pastor. I know the story, not of every member of my parish, but of, of many. And so as you watch the people come forward and kiss the cross, and you go, ah, that person just got diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. you know. And I can see they're bringing their suffering, and they're uniting it to the passion of the Lord. Ah, that person who's coming up now just lost a child. You know, and they're bringing that suffering up and uniting it to the passion. Ah, that person there just lost their job. You know, that person there suffers from depression. That person there, you know, is estranged from their spouse. You know, you, you, you begin to see, and, and by that physical act, we're, we're incarnate, right? We're body and soul. I'm not a soul trapped in a body. Uh, my body plus soul is me. Right. And so by, by, by putting my body there, by, by kneeling down and kissing the cross, it helps me in my soul to remember to unite all of the pain and suffering in my life to that suffering of Christ, knowing that, that as I share his passion, I'm going to share his victory. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, on uh, Holy Saturday, we have the Great Easter Vigil. I had a person who was Protestant who was coming into the church, and they had been very involved in their, in their Baptist church before. Their Baptist pastor had tried desperately to persuade them not to do this. Uh, But in the end, uh, they came into the church. The Baptist pastor came and attended the Easter vigil. And that pastor may not have overcome uh, theological differences with Catholics, may not have uh, overcome whatever prejudices against Catholics, but that Baptist can never say that the Catholics don't do Scripture, because for an hour straight, (laughs) we walked through... The, all the Old Testament story from the beginning, from Genesis yeah. and the creation, you know, all the way building up to this, uh, you know, and and so for Catholics that tend to be minimalists and look at our watches and whatever, uh-uh, nope, Set, leave your watch at home, you know, yeah. set it aside, don't worry about it, you're just in for the mystery, you know, uh, you know, we we can give three hours to the Super Bowl. And, and even if our team's not playing, right, uh, or even if our team is playing and has never won, uh, but we don't we don't begrudge the three hours to the Super Bowl. Why would we begrudge three hours to the Easter Vigil to the resurrection of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I, I think we really sometimes need to realize the church's liturgy uh, is not a burden to us, but a blessing, uh, and that sometimes our reaction to how long it takes is a reflection of the poverty uh, with which we do. We, we, we have, uh, you know, in our hearts towards the Lord, you know, St. Jose Maria Escriva, uh, he's a great line. I, I wanted to put it on the top of every liturgical program I ever print. He says, you say the mass is too long. I say your love is too short. <laughs> I love it. Right? I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, saints can get away with that. I don't know that my, my parishes would take it well if I said it, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it is something there. They, 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 this, this should not be a time for minimalism and, and just getting by, mm-hmm. but just throwing ourselves 
into the richness of the liturgy. And of course, the Easter Vigil, even before we get to that beautiful long buildup of the of the scriptures from the Old Testament, uh, we find that we begin in darkness, right. and then we we bless a fire, and from that fire we light. The, the big Easter candle, the Paschal candle. And from that one big candle representing Christ risen from the dead, we all in the congregation light our little candles. And it's one of the most sublime moments of the year to look out there in this completely darkened church and see all those hundreds of flickering candles. You know, Now, my maintenance crew hates it because they've stripped <laughs> wax sure. all over the pews and the floor and all of that. But you know what? It's worth it. It's right. worth it. And to see that, and this is what the mystery of, of this is, Christ's life, which has conquered death, is shared with us. That flame that started with that one candle and has now been shared with me, I share Christ's life. You know, and, and there's so much, just even for that one little image of the candle uh, that we could reflect upon and, and learn and grow in our discipleship. So Holy Week is a reset, getting away from checking the boxes and being on, on cruise control to really rediscovering the beauty and, of the mystery of, of Christ's love and how we are called to be disciples and live in union with him.